Hello. 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 I have the coronavirus. All right, the mic's working. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Screen Weens. Episode 32, I believe. I think that's right. If not... So it's around 33. Yeah, look look at the episode title. Um, That's the one. If If you are blind, then... Find a friend to read you the episode title. Yes. Anyway, welcome to episode 32 of the greatest podcast to ever exist. I mean... The Rooster Teeth podcast. The Rooster... I, I, what does Rooster Teeth even fucking do? I hear... They're a multimedia conglomerate. I, I mean, I had figured that much, because I know that they, like... It's Rooster Teeth who, like, produces, like, that, uh... They did, like... They, they originally, like, did gaming, like, machinima stuff. Like, they did, like, Red vs. Blue, I'm pretty sure was them. Okay. Uh, now they make movies. They've made a couple movies that are apparently all pretty bad. Do they do uh, seen them? Like Ruby. They do. That okay. Ruby is a Rooster Teeth production. I've never seen any of their stuff, but I've always heard. I about think it. they have a new anime as well that's on season one. Um, they still do gaming stuff. They have a podcast where they just kind of shoot the shit for like two hours or something. I've never listened to it. Pierre listens to it every week and he hates it, but he listens to it every week. Because oh. he kind of loves hating things. Hmm. Uh, it's like me with movies. Um, yeah, they have their they have their fucking huge ass convention, RTX. Oh. Huh. Rooster Teeth Expo. Oh fuck. Yeah. <coughs> Rotten Tomatoes Expo. See, I, I thought it was gonna stand for a. Uh, Robot titties. I don't know. I'm extra long. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, and I had to watch Who's Driving Dog. Oh, anyway, soon enough, we're going to be talking about the John Woo action uh, th- drama comedy thing, The Killer from 1989, and the crisp David Michael, I think his name's like Condry, Movie from 2016, Who's Driving Doug, starring R.J. Mitty and fucking Ray William Johnson. Yeah. But before that, have you watched anything else this week? Uh, yeah. I started watching, uh, <laughs> Sailor Moon Crystal. Oh. Um, is that like the, the sequel? Se- no, series um, it's it's. I've never really watched a lot of Sailor Moon. I've probably seen like seven episodes, but yeah. I liked what I saw. It's it's like the it came out in like 2014. It's basically like the new reboot where they just straight adapt the manga. So okay. it cuts out like all the filler. It's got like new animation and stuff. And I I don't know if the original ever did like the final arc in the manga. I don't think they did. Okay. And this new series does that. So how is it? It's pretty all right. Um, wow. There, there are some parts where I'm like, where it's age definitely like shows from the material, but um, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a fun little show. It's had a couple like things where I'm like, wow, that's kind of nice, but also kind of creepy because it has a lot to do with like uh, 
it's a shoujo, so there's like a lot of like romance in it, and the main character is like 14. Mm. So <laughs> there's some parts where it's like, oh, this is kind of nice when I remember the character is 14. I'm like, oh, this is kind of creepy actually. <laughs> like uh, the main guy, tuxedo mask, he's like a high schooler, and he's like the main like love interest for uh, Usagi, and yeah, it's just like. So is she also a high schooler? Or she's like last year 14. Oh yeah, technically. Isn't it? Isn't middle school go to ninth grade in Japan? I And then it's tenth, eleventh, twelfth. It it might. I don't but know. I can't remember. Yeah, that's what is he like a senior? Is it kind of one of those like eighteen to fourteen things? Because that's fucking creepy. If he's like sixteen, then I'm like, yeah, okay, that's I, I don't know what age he is specifically. I know he's just like an upper classman. And, uh, man, I knew a lot of high, I knew a lot of seniors that would date freshmen. Yeah. And there's just like some, <laughs> some stuff regarding like romance over that's just like culture shock where it's like, it doesn't line up over here it, because it's older. It might be like, oh, it's a little creepy. Like there's this one episode where this kid is like constantly like going up and talking to a girl and, you know, she, like, badmouths him as soon as he turns around. And then she's like, he's like, oh, I know. She's like, well, why do you go up and keep talking to this girl? And he's like, well, I feel really good. Like, I love her. And it makes me, like, it, the love makes me feel good. And she can't take that part away. And it's like, that's kind of nice, but it's also that's creepy. Really, that's really creepy, and also Like, I'm glad you feel like, good. You need to go to a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Like, excuse me, that's really unhealthy for both of you. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, <laughs> huh. So it's, it's stuff like that, but um, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. It's it's a fun little watch. I've just kind of been, like, watching it in between, uh, when I do my reads of Yu Yu Hakusho, which I've only got about a little less than 50 chapters left of that. So oh, how is that? that? I've never experienced any of the Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, for years, I've been trying to get into the anime. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always, like, started it and gotten, like, maybe, like, 20 or so episodes into it and then, like, dropped it. Yeah. Um, not because I thought it was, like, bad or anything. Just because, like... You kind of just lost interest kind of thing. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, this is the furthest. I finally, like, made it over, like, the hump, obviously. Um, and I enjoy it. I think I... S At this point, I'd still say that Hunter x Hunter is, like, the better of his two, like, big shonen mangas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a lot of good stuff in it, but it definitely has a lot of, like, kind of... I won't say amateurish decisions but there's like some like just little minor details here and there where it's like oh if this had been like maybe tweaked a little bit it would be like a little tighter a little bit more impactful maybe like stuff like that but overall thoroughly enjoying it and uh yeah cool very cool that's mostly it any other movies? Or mostly just the Sailor Moon? The Sailor Moon and Yu Yu Hakusho. Nice! Um, have you ever heard of the movie uh, Crazy Eights? Crazy Eights? That sounds really fucking familiar. It was a horror film from 2006. 
No. No, I haven't. Um, when I was in, like, fifth grade, there was a kid who really liked the movie. And he would tell me the plot all the time. So the plot's been in, like, ingrained... Like, parts of the plot have been, like, ingrained into my brain permanently because of that. Ah. Uh, and I finally watched it. Because I'm like, well... Oh, because, you know... The, yeah, uh, because it was, was kind of... It sounded cool to me. I'm like, oh... It also sounded really dumb. And it was fucking worst. It's the fuck. <laughs> it's the most incoherently, like, placed together piece of shit I've ever seen. Like, oh, it's... Man. So fucking bad. Like, the music doesn't fit. Like, none of the parts of it fit, like, oh, together. Wow. They make no sense. Like, there'll be, like, a spooky scene happening, and there'll be, like, this, like, upbeat, like, instrumental. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? All the acting's super fucking bad, too. Ugh. And it's really boring, but it's also only, like, 70 minutes. I'm just like, what's happening? How is this going <laughs> There's something just, like, truly awful about, like, just a bad short movie. Because you always go into it and you're like, oh, it's even if And even if it's bad, it'll be short and it won't be... But, but it always feels so long. Yeah. Like, the... I mean, the worst of the worst is, like, a bad, long... Yeah. Those, I mean, those are obviously much worse, but, but after... But a bad, short movie, like, tricks you into yeah. being like, well, this won't be too bad because it's short, so I can go through it, but then it's like, oh, I've been here for n- millennia. Yeah. <coughs> I'm not gonna lie. I totally watched Who's Driving Doug on 1.5 speed. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> And I don't think it dampened the experience at all. In fact, it might have improved the pacing of it. Uh, probably. Um, I also watched I, Tonya for the first time. So oh, how was that? It. I mean, the second half is, like, much better than the first half. Oh, okay. I'm not as big of a fan. Like, it was, it was a decent movie, but, like... The skating sequences, they pretty much superimpose, like, her face onto, like, a professional skater's face. Mm -hmm. In some instances, she can skate. So, like, a lot of the close-ups and stuff are actually her. But, like, the wide shots, I'm like, why didn't you just use a double? Because this looks fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, like, the second second half was much better. Um, It it was a decent movie. Hmm. Margot Robbie's really good in it. Yeah. But it was just... It was weird. <laughs> um, I watched Birds of Prey a third time. Oh, nice. Just because I was like... I, I had like two hours to kill before work. And I'm like, I'm just going to go see a movie. Because, you know, I have Regal Unlimited. And the Regal's right there. So I'm like, I'm just going to go see Birds of Prey before I go to work. And that was just, just as great. Um, I watched two new movies, and I didn't record reviews for them because I was really annoyed. Oh. I was like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just okay. Me with politics all week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've been going off. Uh, I watched <laughs> Downhill, which is the new uh, Will Ferrell, Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus movie. Yeah, I've seen like posters. It's a, it's a remake of, I think, a Swedish film called uh, Force Ma- Majeure or something like that, which I've heard is fantastic. Hmm. And then they just Americanize it and make it more like a dark comedy instead of, like, just a drama. Which is unfortunate. It's pretty much just kind of bad. It's not terrible. I didn't, like, hate it, but it was, like... Will Ferrell has some good... He has some good dramatic depth, like, in uh, 
Stranger Than Fiction, he does a pretty good dramatic role at times, and also in uh, Everything, Everything Must, must go. go. And I'm just like, can we just get him, like, an actual dramatic role? Because yeah. he could do it. His, his agent's probably like, no, Will, I can't let you do funny, it. Funny, funny move. Career suicide. You're going to have all those college boys go to UC. You're a softy brothers. <laughs> he, he should. He'd be probably... They'd, I mean, they'd have to, like, write something for him, I'm sure, because they did that with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Sonic the Hedgehog with Joe. Mm, um, bad, right? Like, yeah. Absolutely god-awful. Uh, Jim Carrey tries his best. Yeah. Like, there are times that Jim Carrey's really good in it, and there are times he's really bad in it, but that's, like... He's, like, elevating his part of the script pretty hard. Like, he's trying. The most interesting thing about that movie to me was the fact that, like, it's been so long since we've seen Jim Carrey in, like, the classic Jim Carrey, like, ooh, wacky comedy kind of role. He's been, like, taking more serious or kind of, like, middle ground kind of movies the last, like, ten years or so, so... I'm sure there's a lot of his, like, comedy fans that are super, like, ooh. And there's some people that are fucking loving the Sonic movie. I'm like, I do not get it. I hate they're, they're that, like, I used to see that, like, Lisa Simpson at the projector meme where it was like, they listen to our criticism, so you should go see this movie. I'm like, is this put they out? They had the poor insight to fucking green light that in the first place. And then they probably underpaid and overworked yeah, all their exactly. CG artists and to I, fix- I said in my review, I'm like, I would have much preferred they release the original. Not just because they probably overworked these people for four months straight, but also just because it would be a more visually interesting movie. Yeah. Like, it would look awful, but I'd be, like, laughing, probably. The, the Sonic now is just kind of boring. Yeah. He's just boring looking. Yeah, it's just like, oh, here's the Sonic that we've seen in every single fucking video game. And it doesn't look, like, great. Like, the animation isn't that good on it. Yeah, no, I could tell that from... The, the like, the second trailer, I was like, this looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, obviously it looks better on an aesthetic level, but, like, at least the first one had some, like, realism to the groundedness of his character. Like, he felt, in a way, he felt like he was physically there interacting with things. Because they had to reanimate everything over, it never feels like he's interacting with any of the humans or anything, like, actually there. Yeah. That huge case of, like, talking to them, but their eyes are, like, fucking skewed in the wrong angle. Also, I just don't really like the character of Sonic in general. Like, I've grown up with him. Any any sexy scenes? Oh my god, they show his socks. Oh my god! I thought they were... They show an (laughs) x-ray of his toes. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is for the fan fiction, right? Yeah. (laughs) They literally show his socks and they're, like, dirty and they have holes in them. Uh, And I'm like, this is going straight into fan fiction. I know. <laughs> and I thought they were gonna show his bare feet. I'm like, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure that probably was like a contractual obligation from like Sega. They're like, no, you can't show his fucking feet. We won't allow it. But didn't they, they, they like somehow got around him by X-raying his toe? Didn't they like come out and like canonically be like, no, his shoes don't come off. They're just they're they're part of him. 
<laughs> Which is funny because he takes his shoes off in this one and gets new shoes. Yeah, I, I remember there's like flosses. a shot. He flosses twice in the movie. Like actual flossing, like his teeth or like the, the dance? dance? Of course, because that's going to be great in five years. Remember like eight months ago when we used to floss all the time and how we haven't done it since? You still floss, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I do it uh, to the kids I work with sometimes. Oh, I, I guess that makes sense. Just because they think it's really funny when an adult flosses. And I'm just like, this is easy entertainment. If I do this, they'll leave me alone for like two minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, not really. Um, no, I don't really floss anymore. Uh... Yeah, it was just really fucking bad. And the music was also pretty fucking bad, which is a shame because Junkie XL did the composition and he's a good composer. Hmm. He did like Fury Road and he's done a oh, bunch okay. of stuff. Yeah, but it was just like Jim Carrey was pretty decent in it for like, he was really good like 25% of the time. And that's why I didn't give it like a 1 out of 10. <laughs> 2 out of 10. Okay. Um... I also watched, uh, have you heard of The Adventures of Prince Ahmed? No. Um, it's, I want to say the first full-length animated movie. Um, it's from 1926. They use shadow puppetry. Um, or like silhouette, so everything's on like a drawn background. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like the intro sequence to Jungle Book 2. I have not seen Jungle Book 2. You're missing out, as John Goodman as Blue the Bear. Uh, anyway. Uh, is that Blue or is it Baloo? Baloo. Okay. Um, it's by this lady named Lottie uh, Reininger, I believe. She was like this famous kind of German director for, that she did a lot of the shadow puppetry. And I had watched one of her short films before called Harlequin, I believe. Hmm. Um, but this one was really good. You know, it was super visually appealing. Like, it looks fantastic. And there's some really, really great, like, action sequences in it. Like, it, it's, it's just, a um, telling of, like, Arabian Nights. So, oh, okay. like, uh, Ahmed and Aladdin's in it and stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, it's good. It's really good. Hmm. Sounds interesting. There's some parts that are a little slow, but it's only like an hour, but it's definitely worth it. It's on Criterion Channel. Okay. Um, yeah, but there's some really, really fucking good parts. Uh, I watched I watched Soul Station, which is the animated tie-in prequel to uh, Train to Busan. Oh, okay. It sucks. Huh. It's by the same director, and I know he's done... He's one of the few, like... South Korean directors that's done, like, a decent amount of animated movies. Like, there are not many animated movies in South Korea. Um, but, and I've heard good things about King of Pigs, so I'm excited to watch that one. But the, this Oh, one just, yeah, no, I've heard of King of Pigs. Yeah, but, yeah, this one was just, like, really bad. It was mostly just the characters were, like, pretty much all the same person. And the animation is, like, computer animated, and it takes, like, a decent amount of time to get used to it. Because at the beginning, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, this looks so bad. But, like, once you get into it, it's all right. Like, yeah. it, it it plays well with the action sequences and stuff, but, like, the face-ups, like, the close-ups on faces are just like... <laughs> <coughs> but, um... 
And then I watched a movie. Have you heard of the manga or anime Inuyashiki? Oh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's from the writer of dance. I watched yeah. the anime, like, uh, the one it aired, like, back in, like, 2017 or whatever it was. So there's a Japanese director called, uh, Shinsuke Sato. Mm. And he's, like, pretty much only does live action adaptations of anime and manga. Okay. Uh, he did the three live action Gantz movies, he did mm. the Bleach movie. Um, he did the I Am a Hero movie. Like he, he. That's all. I wonder he if does. he's going to do the upcoming One Piece uh, TV series that they're doing. It's live action. Maybe is it is it like a Japanese cast? Like are they? Is it? Yeah, I, made I, in Japan I, and just. It's going to be produced by Netflix, but it's that, yeah. But I, I meant like Oda, Oda is like producing okay. it as well. So honestly, I maybe in Japan. like, and I, I've enjoyed everything he's made. Like the Bleach movies, like. Fun, like it's it's goofy, but it's it's really fun. And hmm. I am a hero. Is I I am not familiar with the manga. I've read a little um, bit of the manga, but it, I really enjoyed that movie too. Like it was great. Like it's a great movie, but there's like a middle like thirty minutes that really slows down mm. and it brings it down. But <laughs> Inuyashiki was fantastic. It was really really. Fun. I, I didn't even realize they did a live action yeah. movie for it. Um, uh, it came out in 2018. Huh. I might check that out since I've it's, seen like the series, and I'd be interested to see what they like leave in and take out. It's it's really goofy. Like, do they have Do they have the One Piece scene in the movie? Like does, the does, the main antagonist, the like boy, the hero. Yeah, his name's get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't remember that, but um, he's he's like obsessed with reading like shonen manga, and his favorite is One Piece. And there's like a scene where he goes into the house, and he's like killing this family and he's like talking about one piece while he's doing it no that does not happen he does he is obsessed with manga like him okay. and his best friend like read manga but they mm. don't like have an extended scene where it's like one piece there's also a scene where he shit talks his own show because he's like oh you read shit like gans this shit's too violent. i think they i think they read gans at one point yeah um but also, they, they like, they know the movie's goofy because you can't really adapt something where a guy kills people by pointing his finger and going, bang. Yeah. <laughs> he legitimately, he goes, bang. So there's scenes where you're like, bang, bang, bang. And it's so funny, but it's like pretty well done as well. Hmm. I, I'm the, the CG actually, like, for the most part, except like the last half with like explosions, yeah. I feel like explosions are the hardest thing to do for a lot of people. But like the, like how their arms like go away and yeah. like, like that looks legitimately pretty good okay i'll i'll probably check that one out because uh i've been in an um, anime manga mood the last couple weeks and yeah i liked i liked the anime so yeah. I'll probably check out the live action. honestly a lot of the a lot of japanese live action adaptations are pretty good yeah my, like, my biggest problem with them is like Typically, they could use, like, a bigger budget. Like, I'd love to see if they had, like, the budget of, like, a fucking Marvel movie yeah. behind one of this, them. I'm pretty, this one at least had a decent budget, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like, it looks pretty great for, like, a decent amount of it. Like, obviously, there are things that are like, mm, but a lot of it looks good. Yeah, usually the major turnoff for me is the lighting in the movies. Mm. Usually the lighting is, like, way too overlit and too perfect, and it's just like, eh. Pierre gave this a 10 out of 10. Inuyashiki? Like, yeah, he loved the movie. He was like, this is my favorite movie. I, and I, I'm like, Inuyashiki so is like a fun little like, yeah. series. I really like the concept of it, of old 
sad yeah, man. It's about an old, for anyone that's listening who yeah. doesn't know, it's about an old sad man who uh, goes to, like, the park. Yeah, he's Does, does that happen? His, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's walking his dog, and then, like, aliens show up, and he passes out, and then he, like, discovers he's a robot. <laughs> yeah, they basically blow him up along with a teenager, and they're like, oh, shit, we need to, like, fix that before, like, the humans find out. So they're like, all right, download their consciousness onto AI and put down the weapons. So basically, they each get put into, like, super, like, cyborg weapons, and one of them becomes a hero, and one of them becomes... A, a lot of the movie is just like, why the fuck did they do this? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, hero in it, like, is is also, like, fucking crazy. He's like, I'm a god. There's yeah. so much great lines in it. He's like, I am at war with Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um... Yeah, that was mostly it, I think. Uh, oh, and I watched Barking Dogs Never Bite Pipe for the fu- oh, first nice. time, finally. Uh, how was it? Um, it's it's good. It's not. It's like a six. Like it's not. It's not great. It's kind of what I what I expected. It for anyone who's wondering, Barking Dogs Never Bite is the uh, feature debut by Bong Joon Ho. Mm. Um, just it was the movie he made, but right before Memories of Murder, pretty much. Which I was like. If he can make Memories of Murder as his sophomore film, yeah. then this must be... Because Memories of Murder is, like, a masterpiece. Yeah. So I'm just like, this must be great. And, like, I can see parts of it that are really great, but I just... I think that the script is limiting on it. Like, I don't think many of the characters are very, like, good. Like, they're interesting enough for the sake of the plot, but as characters themselves, you can kind of just... Yeah, I, I see. Forget about them, I guess. Also, I don't really think the music matches well, very well. Like, there's some music that's really good for scenes, and then a lot of it is just like, this doesn't make any sense. This feels like filler music <laughs> that you would send to, like, the composer. Yeah. Oof. Worst kind of music in a movie. But it it's it's worth it. Um, it's definitely worth it. It has, it has uh, one of the main characters is Beiduna. Uh, or Beidona. Uh She's the sister in The Host. Oh, okay. And also it has uh, Byun-hee Bong, I believe, which she's in, like, most of them. He plays uh, the, the, like, grandpa in The Host. Oh, okay. And he's also in Memories of Murder, and he's also in Okja. Have you seen Okja yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. One day. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it next time I, like, get into a super Bon Joon-ho mood. Um, I still haven't seen Mother either. Man, Mother's great. Yeah. Oh. I, I might do, like, uh... I almost picked Bong Joon-ho for our next director, but I'm just like, I've seen all his movies. I've seen <laughs> most, most of them multiple of times. <laughs> Holy shit. You okay? You need some water? I've got... This will be fun. Okay. It just feels like I've got, like, a popcorn kernel stuck in my throat all of a sudden. Did you eat popcorn? No, I think I actually might have the coronavirus. That's not how that works. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Talk, let's, let's talk about some questions. Yeah, let's let's do it. While we still can. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, I'm like, where are all the questions? I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong fucking email. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hi, weenies. 
Do you think that being spoiled of a plot point of a film can actually ruin the enjoyment of a first viewing? I have heard opinions of people saying that they have been spoiled before watching before watching a film, but were still able to find great enjoyment in it. Thanks, Weenies. Jules. From Julia. I think... It depends. If it's like a major plot point, definitely. But I'm, I'm a person myself. I typically prefer to go into a film absolutely as blind as I can because I like at the very most I'll like look on letterboxd at like the ratings yeah but I also don't care about those because I watch shit all the time yeah but um because like even like a basic synopsis of a film can like really just ruin it yeah you know what's happening like I just I just go into a movie I'm like let's watch like uh Paris, Texas was one of those for me. Like, uh, I had heard, like, the plot synopsis, which is, like, boy or man takes his son to go try to find their mother. And yeah, then the you watch synopsis- the actual movie, and that doesn't happen until, like, halfway through the fucking movie. And you're like, <laughs> the, the, oh. The plot synopsis I read was, like, a man can't remember anything and wanders the desert. So I'm like, oh, I'm excited for that. I, I, and then I, that only happens <laughs> for, like, 25 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, well... I guess we're doing this now. Hmm. But yeah, so it's like, yeah. I mean, some people don't mind having spoilers. That's fine. I mean, I understand that, but it's like, it's there are a lot of movies constructed around that like premise of like, here's the big reveal. And those are just kind of ruined on first viewing because like it's not like you can't rewatch them but yeah rewatching them like having that same feeling like wow this something, really got me the first something time. like uh fight club's a good example of that i'm not going to say what it is but that's like a movie where if like you had like the twist spoiled for you if you like went into it you'd be like oh well i don't see why everyone like fucking yeah but you if, might see why people like it but it won't have that same like but if you watch it for the first time and get that thing like it happens to you then on subsequent rewatches you'll be like wow there's so many clues here like you know but if you get it spoiled before you've even seen it you're like stop like uh, the movie Searching Searching that that has like a good twist and it's like there's a lot of stuff to you know a movie has a good twist who's driving driving dog And I totally saw it coming because the way they built it up was super fucking obvious. But we'll get to that. Uh, But anyway, yeah, Searching's another one of the movies that has that kind of like, oh, wow, if this was spoiled for you, wouldn't be good. Yeah. Like, it'd still be good. I still think it's a well-crafted movie. But I do think that spoilers do ruin the integrity of, like, certain films. Obviously, if you want spoilers, I'm not going to fault you. Like, some people just... So I know some people that get, like, super fucking anxious at certain movies, and they, like, want to know the synopsis yeah. before they watch, and I'm like, that's fine. You know? Like, people... I don't want spoilers, though. I think it can uh, at least not ruin a film, but it can make a great film worse, at least first watch. You know what grinds my gears? People who don't give a shit if you don't care about spoilers. Take a shower? Okay. Or people who don't give a shit if you care about spoilers, yeah. And they say it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. That or they'll be like... Well, what's the big deal? You'll st- still, like, 99% of the movie is still probably going to be good. It's like, it, you're missing the fucking yeah. thing, guy. Anyway, well, can thank you, Julia, for the question, and we'll be right back to answer Pierre's question. Oh, boy! 
Pierre, what is it? One day we'll get a theme song. Yeah. One day. Not today, though. All right, Pierre's question. I made a quiz for you guys. A quiz? Yeah. Okay. What is David Lynch's favorite food? Burger or hot dog? Mmm. I don't know if either of those would technically be his favorite food. I mean, I don't know, maybe. But, I mean, if he had to pick between those two. I don't know. Probably a hamburger, but maybe a hot dog? I couldn't say. I don't know the answer, but I feel like Pierre doesn't either. So what's your answer? I'm going to say... Lock it in. I'm going to say hamburger. Okay. Why does David Lynch never leave his house? Ghost or the IRS? Probably ghosts. He's a spiritual man. When is David's Lynch, David Lynch's birthday? 1948 or Monday? I don't think it's either of those. It might be. He's not not 1948. That's a little too old. Is it? That would be... Actually, no. That might be... That might be about right. Wouldn't that be 72? He'd be like 30 around the time he made Eraserhead with that logic. So he's probably like a little bit younger than that. I thought he was like 30 when he made Eraserhead. I know he, he was definitely like towards like the later part of his 20s. He might have been 30. I don't know. So does that mean you're going for 1948 or Monday? I'm going to go for 1948. Okay. Do you think cats can make a sandwich? Yes or no? No. <laughs> what was the name of the green Power Ranger? Dan or Jeff? I don't know. It was neither of them. <laughs> I don't think it was either. But what is your answer? Uh, Dan. Dan, okay. <laughs> Answers. Hot dog. Oh. He does not have a house. It was a trick question. Oh. David Lynch apparently doesn't have a home. 1948. Uh, cats can maybe make a sandwich. And Dan, you got one. Whoa. If you have answered got three of these questions two. right, then you're not John Cena. So. I got, I know I got two of them. The weather. I thought you got one. No, you got two, yeah. Yeah. And then one of them was a fucking trick question. If you have one of these questions right, then you can read. So you are both John Cena and read, and you can read. Thanks, Pierre. And if you got them all, then I would like you to call, email me. I have a job for you. Oh. But we... Should we just call him anyway? He's Do asleep it. right now, but let's let's just call him. I've never, I still haven't talked to him. So, this is going to be interesting. Let's see if he answers. Here, I know it's 7 a.m., but answer the fucking phone. It's an emergency. Man, Pierre's going to be so sad he missed out on his chance to be on the podcast.
All right, well, here's my yeah. answer. All right. Well, almost. Maybe next time. What a great quiz. Was it? Yeah. We learned that David Lynch doesn't have a house. I don't think that's true. He just lives in a coffee shop. That that might be true. That might be true. All right. I guess it's oh movie ideas. We still doing that? I feel like one of these days we're just gonna be done with that. I've been trying since like episode three to be done with okay. that. Like, I regret this decision. We're done with movie ideas for the time being. It's funny because I actually thought of one this week, but I don't care. We're done with movie ideas for the time being. Maybe we'll bring it back one Well, day. it'll be an occasional thing when we really feel like it. It's just, I felt like it got to the point where neither of us were like... <laughs> they were great. I love our movie just like, ideas. I would just always look around the room. Yeah, that's what was, was funny. Um, Alright, I've got this idea for a movie. It's called Penn Island. It's about a bunch of dudes go onto an island and they all have their penises develop superpowers and they all have to battle to the death. And the last man standing will be the one who meets the last woman on Earth and will repopulate the Earth through incest. Penn Island. Alright. Was that like a sequel to the new Fantasy Island with Michael Pena? Oh, they're Michael Pena is now doing Fantasy Island. Yeah, it's out. It oh, came out yesterday. Oh, it did. Or two days ago. Yeah. He's like, oh man, I did chips. Now uh, let's see what other old it's, TV uh, show franchise fucking, I can move on to. Um, it's like a horror movie. I don't know if Jeff uh, Fantasy Island was a horror it's, thing or. It's like. The show that had, like, the two dudes in the tuxedo, and, like, one of them was, like, the dwarf, isn't it? I don't know. Pretty sure that's what it's It's uh, directed by Jeff Wadlow, who did uh, Truth or Dare and Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> Whoa! And memoirs, true memoirs of an international assassin. With Kevin James? Kevin James. Oh, man, I watched the first two minutes of that one time. Me, me too. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, two minutes. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay. He was just, like, ducking behind crates, and I'm like, ah, ah. I actually may have gotten, like, five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't giggle once or smirk or blow air out of my nose, so I just turned it off. I was like, I'm not going to get anything out of this. And you turned on Paul Blart. No, I didn't. I, I don't know what I turned on, but it was something else. Paul Blart 2. It, it might have been an Adam Sandler movie, because... It was! It was! I Then I watched half of Sandy Wexler, and I never finished it. Me too! <laughs> Man, th this means like... <laughs> I have a thing where I have to finish movies, and now that I've remembered that I haven't finished those, I'm gonna need to go watch them. Oh, <laughs> man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna get some something to drink if you want to start talking about The Killer. Yeah, Killer. It's 1989. Jonathan Woo. Yeah, it's a John Woo movie. It's uh, kind of like an action comedy tragedy drama kind of movie. Uh, it's a real j uh, genre blender. I almost said gender blender there for a second. I'm like, oh, that's not right. Um, it's a real genre blender. It's uh, 
Let's see. The movie starts in this church uh, where a man gets paid a large sum of money to kill another man. John Woo loves churches. Does he? Yeah. Have you seen Face Off? Um, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of like, Face Off. <clears throat> Pierre's seen a little more John Woo than me. At least he's seen a lot of, like, clips from stuff. But John Woo loves to put churches in his movies. And he loves... He loves, like, his slow-mo shots and, like... <laughs> he just does the same thing in every movie. <laughs> like, the same editing techniques, at least. Okay. But, yeah. It takes place in the beginning. The man gets paid... Kill a lot of money. Or he's going to be paid, what, 1.5 million Hong Kong dollars. Mm. I don't remember what they're called. I couldn't um, tell you. Units. Or, no, no. that That's the next job. But he's going to get paid a bunch of money. So he goes to this place and he starts shooting everybody. He's like, bam. And he's really nonchalant every time he shoots somebody. He's like, pew, pew. Yeah. He's like casually ducking behind corners. And then, uh, before he starts, like, shooting everyone, he kind of, like... He goes into this, like, bar, because it's, like, above the bar or whatever. And there's this uh, lounge singer that he's, like, Ooh, you're very pretty. I like you. I don't don't remember if he goes up and talks to her in the scene in particular. He might... No, he, like, walks by her, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she's singing. She's singing a song. He's like, ah! It's a good song. He, like, <laughs> stares deep into her eyes, and then he, like, kind of, like, walks right next to her. And then he starts killing. He's like, oh, boy, here I go, killing again. And just kills a bunch of people, but then a bunch of people start firing back at him. He's like, oh, no, I got to protect this lounge sinner girl. So he goes over, and he tries to protect her, but he but accidentally he, shoots yeah, her in the because fucking he, he gets, like, shoot, he gets, like, shot in the back twice, and he, like, turns over, and he, like, shoots, and it's not like he shoots her in the eyes, but he's shooting, like, right next to her, so, yeah. like, the flash and, like, literally the bullet grazing her yeah. damages her corneas. And, uh, yeah, so she's obviously not very happy about that. Yeah, I, I was just, like... For a split second, I'm like, I wonder if he's just gonna like put her out for misery right here, because he was just like, oh. Like, In this first action sequence, there's a part where he uh, hits a table and it flips, and a gun flips up and he catches. Oh it. yeah, I like that. Part. <laughs> I did. It totally caught me off guard because it, it sets it up like he's like one of those like Clint Eastwood, you know, Chuck Norris, Death Wish types, where it's like. Yeah, I'm unstoppable. I'm one guy with a gun, and I can take on a room but full then, of other guys with guns. Like, right at the beginning, he's like, okay, he's human, you know? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I That's one of the things about this film. It's like, he's like that 99% of the time, except for, like, when the script needs him to not be. Then he's sick of him. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, get, I guess I do prefer it, though, to be, like, at least he's vulnerable most yeah, of the time. No, I, I like to, that like, he just has, being, like... like I'm unstoppable. Yeah, no, I like that they gave him, like, definitely, like, human character traits. Like, he's very compassionate. He's very caring. Um, He's very creepy at times. Yes. Like, I think they describe him later in the movie, and they're like, he had such passionate eyes. It's like... I like that kind of descriptions, though. I always like it when people are like... I compliment somebody's eyes. (laughs) Like, your eyes tell a story. (laughs) Yeah. 
You got a giant thick ass too. Whoa. Um, yeah. So he he gets the bullet removed and he's like fuck. And he also she, um, she's like going blind pretty much. Like yeah, she, unless she gets cornea implants. And uh, the detectives are like, "Can you tell us about this guy?" And she's like, "I'm I'm scared. I can't." But like he leaves her alive. So then people are pissed about that. Yeah. Um, but he gets another job to kill, like, he's like a chairman or something. He's, he's like, a pretty big guy. Uh, he's, like, a VIP or something. And that's, like, his big job that he has to do. Uh, and he's like, okay, but I need $1.5 million and you're never going to see me again. He's like, I'm done with this life. Probably because he, like, one of the big things in this movie is he's, like, he's... He He's never had somebody, like, get hurt, like, an innocent get hurt before. Yeah. Uh, he, he talks a little bit later. Like, he explains, like, he's killed innocent people. Like, mm-hmm. or not innocent people, like, not people who he... He was hired to kill good people, but he's never, like, killed anyone who wasn't on, like, his hit list. Before. Yeah. And there was, like, there's obviously, like, a separation for him of those things. Yeah. And as soon as somebody gets hurt that's not on that list, it felt like that those two worlds just came crashing together. And that's when, like, he could he could separate himself from killing those good people on the list before. But now that they're, like, they're collided, he's like, I've killed them. Like, it all comes flooding back. He's like, I've killed these good people. He's like, ah, oh, shit, my morals are a bit fucked up here. Little out of whack. And then we're also introduced to the detective character, the other main character. Yeah. Um, the, the main character's name is Ajong, uh, which translates to Jeff. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. But oh, Ajong I, is a better name. I, I don't get how, like, I don't, foreign names translate I, I to English names. I don't under, really understand either, but... What's Ajong? And then what's the other... What's the lieutenant's name? Oh, I don't remember. He's the lieutenant, right? I want to say they keep calling him lieutenant, but I may just be fucking making shit up. Uh, let's call them by their names. Uh, Shrimphead and... Uh, li- small B? Sp- li- is it what? Pipsqueak? It was like Runt. Was it Runt? Oh, in the translation I watched, they would call him a small B. Oh, the one I was watching, they were like Shrimphead and Runt or something like that. Li Ying. Is that the character's name? Yeah. Okay, so Li Ying and Ajun. Ajun or Aju? Ajong, I believe. Zhang. Yeah. I'm getting them mixed up with like the French tips. Oh god, I'm so tired. Ajong, yes. Ajong. And something Lee. What was the first name? Spectre Lee. We'll just go with Lee. Okay. Um so he's he's introduced and he's uh He's a bit of a wild card. Yeah. A loose cannon, if yeah, you will. Yeah, pretty much. Not a very good cop, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's at, like, a drug drop-off. He's, like, undercover, and he's like, I'm going to get him. And he, he doesn't have any guns on him, but he has uh, a barrel. Like, he has a, a full cartridge of bullets ready. So as soon as they, like, show him the guns, he, like, secretly takes one and <laughs> loads it. Yeah. While somebody, like, some security guard shows up and then just fucking dies because they're like, no! And then he pulls out his gun. He's like, bah, bah, bah. And then one guy gets away. He's like, I better chase after him. And he chases him, and they get on a bus. And then he uh, chases the guy onto the bus, 
shoots the guy after he takes a hostage without any sort of warning, and the girl, like, freaks out and And has, like, heart problems. She died? Yeah, she died. Oh, I thought... I didn't realize she died. I thought they said that she had, like, just had to go to the hospital. Oh, I'm pretty sure she died. Oh, fuck. Well, that adds, like, a whole thick layer of context. I thought that she had just, like had to go to the hospital and be taken care of because they were like, oh, shit, you can't be doing that kind of shit. But she she might have. I don't know. I mean, they talk about, like, what happened off screen, so it's not like we go and visit her in the hospital or anything. But, uh... Yeah, so that happens, and then the chief yells at him. He's like, you can't be doing that kind of shit. He's, he's like, like, I'm a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Take my bag. I'm using my intuition. <laughs> they, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it seems like they're going to suspend him, but then he just like leaves. They didn't like actually do it. They like gave him a warning. Pretty yeah. Much. Uh, so then we cut to like the next kill, like the, the big one that he has to kill. And they're at all at a, like a boat race kind of mm-hmm. thing. They're a canoeing race. Um, paddling race. And Ahjong, Pierre, when me and Pierre were watching this, he didn't know that it was the same character. No, I, it took me a minute to. It was just the a must- mustache! I know! And I was like, I, that looks so, like that mustache disguise looks so fake. And Pierre's like, wait, that's the same guy? I'm like, because it took, it took me a minute because <laughs> I felt like we hadn't gotten like, at least I hadn't been paying attention to, like, the dude's, like, face super in-depth before. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> so, like, he looked much older with the mustache, and his, like, crow's feet were, like, really showing. See. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I think it's mostly the crow's feet shown because he had sunglasses on, so all you saw were the crow's feet. Like, yeah. that's the only part of the eye. Okay, I can see it. But, but, yeah, he has a little disguise on, and he's sitting in, like, a boat behind, like, another, like, like behind, like, a big boat. Yeah. He has a little speedboat, and he has a sniper rifle, and he's, like, having trouble taking the shot. Yeah. He's like, I can't do this. And then... Yeah. I Then some drums start drumming, and, and he's, like, <laughs> noisy. And he's like, oh, I'm then, feeling the heat and the beat. And then he shoots the guy in the head, and then twice more in the body, just to make sure. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the headshot wasn't enough. Um, uh, and then he speeds away. Yeah. He, there's, like, a bunch of, like, people in, like, canoes because there's, like, a big festival going on, obviously. Yeah. And he kind of hides in that for a little while. But then he just was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. And then some cops see and they're like. The inspector sees and he's like, no, get him. And then the inspector gets in a boat and starts chasing him. And so they go to a different part of the island or a different island. Yeah, they're on a beach. Um, and there's, like, a little girl walking around. But he, like, uh, the Ajong, like, escapes for a second. Like, he, he like, gets away from the cops. At yeah. Least. Um, and he's, like, walking around. And he's, like, looking for... He's, like, w- going to, like, the meetup, pretty much. Yeah, um, to get the money. But, um... He, like, he's walking, and there's a sniper waiting for him. And, uh... He notices, like, the little girls, yeah. like, kind of looking at the sniper yeah, and he, looking like, at him. he, like, smiles at a little girl who smiles at him. And he's, like, waves, like, hi. He's just, like, being nice. And then she, like, looks over and she's, like, what's that? So he, like, stops behind, like, a telephone takes pole. Takes off his sunglasses. Takes off his sunglasses and uses it as, like, a mirror to see it. I really liked this. Yeah. Was, that like, was, like, fun. There's, was, like, there's oh, a lot of, like, fun inventive stuff in this movie. Yeah. I'm, like, hey, look at that. That's fun. I don't know how realistic most of them are, but I'm like, that's fun. Um, And then he, he like, shoots the guy, and then he gets into, like, a giant shootout. Yeah, and then, like, 
um, there's like there's like a big explosion and the little girl gets like hurt. Yeah, she gets. I think she might have gotten shot. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was the explosion or if she got shot. But regardless, the little girl's on the ground bleeding, and he gets flashbacks, and he's he feels bad. I gotta I gotta save her. So he so he throws her in a car while Inspector Lee shows up, and he's like, no, and he's like shooting at his feet. He's like, go away. Yeah, but he drives away, and then you know they're chasing after him for a little bit, and then they kind of lose him. He's like, do you think where's the nearest hospital? He's like, you really think that guy's Going to a hospital, and it's like, yeah, probably. See, I mean, why would he, why else would he have picked that little girl up off the ground and thrown her in the car and ran off like that? I mean, obviously, I guess it could be a hostage situation, but I don't know. But, yeah, a hostage who also is bleeding to death. Yeah. <laughs> but he takes her to the hospital, and they, fo- they follow him there, and he's, like, holding, like, surgeons at gunpoint pretty much like they're like or not even he just takes them in but then lee shows up so he pulls out his gun he's like no yeah they've got their guns pointing at each other and they're like don't disturb the doctors yeah so he gets one of them to like uh put down their gun and as soon as he sees that they're like working on her and she starts breathing again he's like okay time to go and he pushes the cop into the other one and just starts running yeah and then he gets out of the hospital takes their car and he had his car keys so they're just like left at the hospital they can't chase after him super fast um and then while this is happening ajong's been um seeing jenny who was the girl who got shot Mm -hmm. on the side or her lost her eyesight and she doesn't know it's him yeah He's just been going and seeing her shows, talking to her a little bit, and then he, like, and then be, saves like, her friends. from, yeah. um, like, a group of gang rapists, and then he uh, and takes then, her home. And then they start to, like, fall in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then they do a sketch of... That's why he wants that that money. Uh, he wants to pay for her cornea implants because yeah. they're expensive. They're, she's on a list, but they like need to go overseas to get them, pretty much. Mm. So that's why. And he's like, "I'm gonna do it." And then if she hates me, you know, it's okay. But yeah, at, at least, least I, he tried his best yeah. to like right his wrong, give her new eyes. Um. So yeah, they do a police sketch of uh, Odd John and. Uh, they get that out there, but he's And then the Spectre's like, what if these two are the same person? I'm using my intuition. And by my intuition, I mean they both clearly made some compassionate choices in their scenarios here. Saving a person or sparing a person. So they, they like, go to talk to Jenny and, like, when, when she answers the... Or, no, this isn't... Yeah, this is around the time they go and talk to her. Yes, correct. Because I remember, because there were several, overall I like this movie, but there were several points where I'm like, oh, it's wrapping up, and I like hit the toolbar, and I'm like, holy shit, it's got another fucking hour left. Um, <laughs> so they go to talk to her, and then <laughs> fucking Ajong shows up. Uh, but he's like in the back, because she's like, the inspector goes and, like, talks to her for a little bit. And then she's like, oh, I, I thought you were my friend. He's like, oh, no, it doesn't look like your friend's here tonight. Then he, like, looks over and we see Ajahn. <laughs> and like, then, and then sh- he disappears. Yeah. Was, there's a lot of, like, that was funny. Yeah. Um, but then there's another scene 
pretty close to this one where they he goes to the apartment. Yeah, um, it's like I'm. I think it might, it might be, be the right next after, scene. Yeah. Um, so what's happening is so the inspector is inside talking to her. And then the other guy is, like, posing as a garbage man, pretty much. Yeah. He's, like, throwing garbage. And then a lady comes out, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? This is the fire escape. You cannot put this in. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And yeah. uh, uh, meanwhile, Ah Zhang is, like, sneaking in, and uh, he's, like, about to open the door, and the inspector's, like, right inside with, like, a, with, like, a gun. And he does, uh, Jenny doesn't even know he's there yet. Like, yeah. he, she doesn't know anyone's there. But, and, uh fucking Ahjong just tells like can tell something's up like even before opening the door so he, like I, I think Jenny knew that he was there because she introduced him when he like first walked in she's like oh this is my other friend so I I'm pretty sure she asked who's your friend oh uh, yeah maybe then he says this is shrimp head or whatever <laughs> we used to play soccer together ah uh, see because I, I I guess that would make sense because they bring up later that he's like oh yeah I'm the investigator that came and talked to you so I guess that would make sense Oh. I thought he had like come with her back to the apartment and then he she's they just had like been like oh we coincidentally know each other this is shrimp head and uh it see bitsy spider I don't remember <laughs> the other um so there's like a funny little scene where like he pointing guns at yeah, each other he but points, she, she can't see it she just sees shadows he like switches hands so we can hug her and the other guy comes and in and the other guy shows up he's like <laughs> cause eventually he, he realizes he's like what's your deal old lady she's like I've got no deal some guy paid me to yell at you for a little while he's like, he's like ah so he, like, climbs in through the window, but he, like, falls over, so he immediately has a gun pointed at and him. And then Aj- Ajahn has, like, both guns, and he's like, all right, yeah, give me your and, gun. And then he just kind of, like, runs out the window, and then there's a funny little chase scene that's pretty good. Like, I, I really like these this scene. Like, I thought it was pretty funny. It may have been a little too long, but mm. I thought it was a pretty funny little action comedy scene. Yeah, no, I, like, I like this scene. <laughs> the little standoff I, I with just, Jenny not being able to see them. It's just, I, it's it was, like, the point where I'm like, oh, man, this movie's starting to, like... It felt like the circle was getting towards complete, and then... It had, like, another, like, half circle up top. And I was like, oh, shit. Because it's, like, the whole film's, like, boiling to this point where it's, like, she's going to find out his identity. The investigator's going to find the guy. And it's, like, all going to result in this big, like... Yeah, but then they introduce more plot elements instead. So there's... They know that, you know, obviously the triad that uh, fucking... Ajong works for wants him dead now because somebody knows his identity um, mm-hmm. and they and his friend who there there's also the scene where his his friend I can't remember his name um he shows up with the money to like give to him and Ajong's already like I'm pretty sure he set me up or he's helping them set me up so he's ready with a gun and he's like show me the money and he puts it on the he puts his gun on the table to look at the briefcase and his friend immediately picks up the gun and puts it in his head. And tries to pull the trigger. But and it's yeah, Ajong opens it and sees that there's no money. It's just like paper. And then the guy pulls up the trigger and it's empty. And then Ajong pulls out another gun. He's like, eh? And then he sees other people coming into the apartment. So he like, he fucking kicks back on his chair and says, like, bam! 
kills everyone but his friend who just betrayed yeah. him. And he's basically like, fuck you, I don't want to see you. Yeah, and he's like, do you even have a bullet? And he's like, you know I always saved one bullet. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, did you really have a bullet left when he leaves? And he's like, and all he does is he fucking unloads it. He's like, he's <laughs> a block saw. So I thought that was a pretty good... Yeah. There are a lot of good, uh, little good things. And that, that. that line comes full circle later. Yeah. So... Um, so then his friend feels bad. So there's another scene where, uh, there he's like trying to get, he's like to the triad leader. He's like, can we just please give him the money and then just let him go? He's like, no, we need to kill him. uh, This part's after they have like their little, uh, little redemption makeup thing. Cause, uh, yeah. How do they do the redemption thing? I, I know where it is, but I don't, it's like, yeah, this this last part is when it starts really just cramming it full of a bunch of like random plot elements. So it's like, oh shit. Um, yeah, I, they basically like they're like, yeah, we're not cut out for this life anymore. We're we're too uh, compassionate for this job, you know. We we don't want to just fucking go around and senselessly kill people anymore. But they do make up, and then. Then he does that The dude is like, hey, we need to give him his money. And he says no. So then Ajong, like, kills a bunch of the hitmen. Yeah. Um, And, like, he, like, wounds the triad leader. That's why I would like... Or not Ajong, but his friend. No, the friend doesn't kill any of them at this point. Ajong does kill, like, a car full of them. Oh. In, like, a hit-and-run thing situation. Um, And then... The, the Inspector Lee at this point has been like, how can he be good? Like, how can he, like, this whole movie is like, how could he do a good thing while I killed some? Like, it's obviously that, like, this guy has more compassion than Inspector Lee, and he's, like, freaking out because of it. Yeah. He's like, he can't be good. He's a triad hitman. He's an assassin. Uh, but, uh... Yeah. And then the triad leader hires these, like, this, like, expert group of assassins. There's, like, a guy with a, the sunglasses that you think is, like, the main villain, pretty much. Like, you think, oh, this is going to be the big bad. <laughs> I mean... They're introducing him, like, in the third act to, like, sweep things up. And he kind of is for a moment, but that's Yeah, uh, yeah um, he has his fleeting moment. <laughs> um, and then then it all kind of just comes hurtling together. Um, Ajong, Jenny finds out about Ajong. Like, yeah, she... the. Police, uh, the investigator, like, tells her, she's like, because he basically comes back, you know, after the scene with the apartment. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Both of you have something up. What's up? And then he's like, all right, that's the guy who shot, you know, shot you near the fucking eyes. And I'm trying to catch him. So you want to be bait? So she calls and sets up. She's like, yo, they got me, like... I'm next on the waiting list. There's a pair of eyes, but they're in, like, Indonesia. So we Singapore. Need to, like, oh, Singapore. So we need to leave tonight. Yeah. And he's like... Okay. But okay. he also, like, kind of knows. Yeah. Like, and his friend's like, are you really going? And he's like, well, she hasn't lied to me yet. Um. So, like, he goes to this airport. And she basically, like, chickens out at the last second and starts screaming, like, Ajahn, don't, don't. The, and the he cops. has another disguise. Uh, his friend shows. His friend is there, uh, dressed as him, and he like he like goes up to Jenny, and then he runs off to like 
distract uh, the police yeah. while Ah Zhang's like dressed as like a CEO. He has like a funny mustache again and a beard. And he's like, "It's me." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they escape. Um, where do they go? I think they go to home. They go. They go to his house. Yeah. 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 They they go to his house and then Lee comes in. He like attacks, but then the, a bunch of hitmen come like attack, and he's like, "Oh no!" Um, and that's when he gets shot in the arm. So he's like, they, him and Lee are having like a standoff, and he's like, "If you move, I'll shoot you." But then he sees a triad hitman like behind Lee, and he's like, "I gotta save him." So he like moves to shoot him, and he shoots him. But Lee also shoots him in the arm. He's like, "What the fuck, man? I yeah. saved your life." But then there's a big shootout where they fight a bunch of hitmen like together. Hmm. Um, and he's like, "I don't get it. How can you be? How can you be good?" Oh, man. And then they, they, like, leave and they start to, they start to become friends. This is when they start, like, bonding, really. Yeah. Um, they, like, go and chill by a river somewhere. And he's like, hey, if I, if something should happen to me and my eyes are still intact, give the corneas to Jenny. Or use my money to, like, fly her overseas. Like, hey, help her out. Um, and then they go back to the church from the beginning. Yeah. And that's when they, uh... Big climax. So his friend. Yeah, his friend had been like he he'd like apparently convinced Wong Wong Kai, I believe his name is. Wong Hoi, my bad. That's the big triad leader. Yeah. He'd been like, please give him the money, and he'd been like, okay. But then they'd fought him and like beaten the shit out of him. But he had Killed a bunch of them, I think. Like, yeah. He'd gotten taken the money and because somehow, even though they had planned to just like kill him, they still brought the money. <laughs> like, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he like escapes and but he's like horribly beaten and shit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I like this scene. I like that he kind of like stood up for his honor and he was basically like, like, I don't care if this makes me a dog. At least, At I, least have I have dignity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I really, I really liked. Uh, the, all, also, earlier in the film, um, Le, Le, Inspector Lee's partner was killed. Yeah, um, and it, he was blaming it on Ah Zhong. That's why he was like so full of hatred for him. Um, but uh, like, I, 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 one of my big complaints with the movie is I don't think they characterized his partner enough. Like, there was this big dynamic of, like, them both losing someone because at this point, uh, Ajong's friend gets shot. Like, yeah. He, and he dies. But we get a lot of Ajong's friend. Yeah, and Ajong's friend, I would say, is one of the best characters in the movie. I would agree. Um, so I, I wish that the inspector's friend had also had some stuff because he's like, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, I don't remember anything about him except no. he crawls through the window and falls over in Jenny's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, Ajong's friend's great. And then he dies and Ajong's like, that's it. So he like ties someone around his arm and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill them. Also, at some point, um Lee Lee got like suspended, right? Uh, yeah, I think Lee's suspended. Like, yeah, he's, like and he's like that's his it, partner's right? death. And that's yeah. when he starts hanging out with uh Ajong more and yeah. kind of like being like, ah shit. Well I guess we're both down shit creek without a battle. So they pretty much Wong Hoi shows up with his like army of elite assassins and there's like a giant shootout um yeah they shoot 
Arjun's friend, and he has that little yeah. sad And then he's like, that's it. And then he ties, and then he's like, I'm ready to kill. Yep. There's a, a big scene of fights, and, and then they're outside, and uh, fucking... It's basically them versus just the last guy. Yeah, but... And then fucking Arjun gets shot, like, through the eyes. Yeah, and it's like, oh my... This is, this is like, one yeah. of those scenes I was talking about earlier, where it's like, he's a fucking, like, guts, hundred-man slayer... 99% of the movie, except for the, the 1% when they, the script needs him to, like, take an L. Yeah. But then he, like, he gets shots, like, he, he, like, loses his eyes, and then he gets shot a bunch. And then, he, like, he's, like, right next to Jenny, and they're trying to crawl towards each other, but they just crawl, like, next to each other, and then he dies. Yep. Mm. And then, uh... The, the, a bunch of police show up and uh, yeah, Warren Boy you, like shows up, like runs and he's like, please, I, I surrender. Don't Take kill me. Quick. And Lee <laughs> just, shows just up. showing up. He's just like super angry. He's like, you killed my friend. He just fucking shoots him. Yep. And uh, and then the movie ends yeah, like, right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I like the ending, like even though it is. Uh, yeah, no, like I, I, I like that it ends on like kind of like this darkly tragic note, yeah, like really, because like at this point she had also pretty much gone completely blind. Oh, she, in, yeah. in the in the church, they the, there was yeah, a thing where she's like, "Why are all the lights on?" And like they hold suddenly, a candle up against her face, and you see her in the background. So this was like the last chance to like get those implants, pretty much, and then he dies and he loses his eyes. So she's just. The one thing he wanted to do, he couldn't do. and Yeah, even post-mortem, because he's like, yeah, if I die, just give her my eyes. I almost want, like, the, like, Lee to, like, point the gun at his neck and be like, all right, eyes, that girl, back there. Bam! <laughs> but, I mean, obviously that's it's, uh, asking a lot of a guy. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was good good movie i i really had fun with it i enjoyed it yeah i you know there was there was some there was like some weird editing choices but i i also think like for i think a lot of action movies from like the 80s like that are like big action like with a lot of shootouts and stuff don't hold up super well like it's hard for them to hold up um but i thought this one like held up pretty well there was a lot of fun like action sequences as well yeah um and there was some, there was some goofy editing choices, but it was like, uh, it was like a genre blender. So mm. I don't think having the comedic tone for a lot of it was a bad thing. Uh, it wasn't like great or anything, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Uh, I just wish, like, I wish Jenny had more characterization as well. Yeah, it's like it's the same thing with like Blackjack or like a ton of movies. Like it's just like she's just there as a plot yeah, point. Plot like device. she doesn't really like. There's some funny scenes with her, but I never got an essence of like who she was. Can we character. get a real woman in these movies instead of just MacGuffins, please? <laughs> Yeah, which but I also think the same thing goes for the inspector's uh, friend. Like he was pretty much there just to move him along, while yeah. Ajong's friend actually felt like a fleshed out, like whole character by himself. Oh yeah, but and I, you know, uh, this movie apparently like was pretty a pretty big influence on like uh, fucking. Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, and I can definitely see that. Yeah. Like, especially with, like, uh, the shootout scene and, like, something like Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. I, so, you know, I, I definitely, yeah. I like the movie. It's pretty fun. Yeah. There's some funky uh, music occasionally. Like, during the, like, not 
not all the music's great, but the, occasionally there's some pretty funky tunes. That was like, yeah, there, there's a couple yeah. points where I was like, ooh, like there's this one shot where I remember it's like, because they're basically questioning whether Ajun's friend is going to like betray him again. And it mm-hmm. like cuts to like this, it's like this hard cut of him like walking down the hallway with like a briefcase, his friend, and it's got like this like sick, just like chord playing in the background on like keyboard. And it's just like, ooh. Like struck the made my brain leak serotonin because I liked Ooh. it. I was like, oh, um, and you know, I yeah, I liked a lot of the action sequences. Probably my least favorite was the last one. Yeah, that, like <laughs> I, I thought the like story of it was good. Like I thought the ending was a good ending, but. There was a lot, pretty much in every other action sequence, there was a lot of, like, funny, goofy shit going on. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm going to flip the table and a gun's going to land in my hand. Or I'm going to, like, scoot back. But this was just, like, a pretty bare bones. Like, it wasn't bad, I would say, but it was just, like, yeah, not as fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I would give this one a. You know, fuck it. I'll give it a seven. I'm gonna give this one a six. Mm. I was I was heavily thinking about it, but I had a lot of fun with yeah, it. So. Now mine's like a pretty high six. Mm. This is, maybe we should switch to the hundred format. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty-seven. <laughs> oh, I used to do like I used to do point fives a lot. But then when I switched to Letterboxd, I'm like, well, I don't want to have, like, in my own mind, like, a 6.5, but a 3 star. So I just switched to, like, okay, 1 through 10. Uh, I've always made it a point not to do, like, the .5s unless it's, like, with the, like, the 5 yeah. star system. Just. It was, it was mostly just because, like, it was easier to categorize films in my head because I'm like, this is not like there are sevens and then there are movies that aren't eights but are better than seven. You know, I, I do. I, uh, I don't know if I've ever done it on the podcast, but I do internally like how Fantana rates his shit, where he's like, oh, light a light six, yeah, you know. But at the same time, like a light six is strong. That's just the same thing as putting point fives or like <laughs> kind. Essentially, I mean, it's not quite the same to me. Like a decent like, seven is what a seven point five, probably. A light seven would be a seven. Yeah, and then a strong seven would be a seven point seven five or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so six point five average. Pierre also gave this a six, um, but it was actually a seven. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, I, I we didn't really say it, but I thought the dramatic performances from the two leads were pretty good, pretty yeah. strong, well, uh, spe- um, and also Ajahn's Aj- friend. Yeah, um, um, Ajahn's friend and Ajahn himself. Like, yeah, there is some like pretty good shots where. I did see the compassion in his eyes. I also just wish that just Inspector Lee in general had a little more screen time for himself because he it felt like he wanted to be like a protagonist, but it felt like he was a supporting character for a lot of it. Yes, I agree. But I do like the movie and I I do like my other John Woo movies I've seen are Mission Impossible 2, which I like, but I don't think it's good. (laughs) Like, I think it's fine. And Face Off, which I don't like. But I, this makes me want to watch more John Woo movies because there's a bunch like just around this period that I've heard are really good, like Hard Boiled and uh, Better Tomorrow. I've heard are really good. Huh. Okay. Speaking of really good, um, <laughs> uh, the best movie we've watched on the Who's yeah. Driving Doug? You know, I was shit talking this movie last week. I was really not looking forward to it, but you know, now we've gotten through it, all said and done, and I think I can honestly. Come out, set my biases aside, you know. 
I'm not the biggest Ray William Johnson fan. I mean, he he didn't do anything personal to me. He didn't like shit on my dog or anything. But yeah, um, you know, I always just thought he was kind of like lazy. You know, he got really successful just basically by being a personality and uh, stealing other people's content. Essentially, um, I don't think what he did qualified under fair use, and I think they ruled that way when they had him. Because he was, like, the one who went into, like, the trial for it um, back before, like, H3 went mm. a couple years ago. Like, he was... Yeah, I wasn't... I was never, like, a really end of, like, equals three, so I never really heard about any of this. Mm. I, I, it, I heard about it, like, after the fact, like, a couple years after it had happened. But, um, yeah, now that it's all said and done, you know, we've watched the movie, I can honestly say that... Um, it's a masterpiece. A masterpiece of shit. This movie oh! was fucking terrible. You know, like the first like fifteen minutes, I was I wasn't like vibing with the movie, but I didn't think it was terrible. Like, I was like, I was right. like, okay, this isn't as bad as I expected. Like it, there was bad, like the 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 driver, the first driver that Doug has is really fucking obnoxious, and the acting by the mother is really bad. Like there's some there's some really bad elements, but I didn't. I was like, this movie's more competently put together than I thought it would be. And then they started doing, like, the constant fucking, like, music video sequences, like, the montage. Yeah. And then the dialogue really started, like, going where they were trying to be, like, smart. And, like, everything just started, like, going, like, way downhill. Like, when the movie first started, I'm like, okay, this is, like, this is, like, a 4 out of 10. This isn't too bad. Yeah, because, I mean, the basic concept of the film, if you just take it where it's, like, a guy with cerebral palsy who kind of, like... It's just, you know, shuts himself off. You know, he sees himself the way that, like, society sees him, that kind of deal. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure he has muscular dystrophy. Um, the the actor actually has cerebral palsy in real life. Oh, okay. Um, ah. Well. Anyway. Uh, yeah, muscular dystrophy. Okay. Well, I'm glad we clarified that, or else but, I would have sounded like a huge ass. But R.J. Mitty, the, the actor, yeah. actually does have cerebral palsy, and he's in uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad yeah. which I've never seen, or I've seen like one episode. I've, I've so seen the first three seasons. What's really funny is when I do eventually watch Breaking You're Bad. You're going to not be able to not think about this Yeah, movie. which is funny. Like, Joe and Pierre were like, I can't stop thinking that's just the guy from Breaking Bad. And now I'm like, now I'm going to be the opposite. <laughs> that's the guy from Who's Driving Doug. Yeah. That's Doug. <laughs> There he is. That's Doug, my boy. So RJ Mitty, who's probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, I actually I'd by so. far, probably because he, he he doesn't like he gives a pretty good performance, performance for like the script. Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty good, and he looks pretty pissed off most of the movie, which is what the character needs to be. Yeah. So the movie's basic premise is it's it's been done before. Like it was done. I want to say the same year. Uh, I've talked about this movie. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but The Fundamentals of Caring came out in 2016. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I haven't seen uh, it. Craig Roberts and Selena Gomez. And it's legitimately, it's, uh, I guess Paul Rudd isn't just his driver. He's like a caregiver. And his first client has muscular dystrophy. And he drives him across the country. Except that movie's well-made and well-acted and pretty well-written for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I remember Garrett really liked that one when it came out. He doesn't have as bad, like, muscular dystrophy as in this movie. Like, he can move his face fine. Yeah. But... 
And also, this movie, like, The Untouchables, the French film, if you've heard of that, um, it's very similar. It's about a driver. It's it's about a rich guy who's, like, in a, bound to a wheelchair, pretty much. Hmm. Um, I can't remember what he has, but, and he gets a guy to come in. It's what the upside was based on. The Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston movie that came out two years ago. Didn't watch it. Did you see the trailer or anything? It probably did. Um, but but it's, it's just about a guy who, like, hires a new driver, pretty much. Like, it's, the movie's been done so often, like... Yeah. It seems like any time they make a movie about a person that's, like, bound to a wheelchair or paraplegic, it's about some fucking savior dude that comes in, like, and then they make the have... movie about him. Yeah. I'm like, like well, that's fucking rude. And it's like, do you, did every movie... That has a person in a wheelchair need to have them go through a character arc where they drive across the country? <laughs> Does every movie with a person in a wheelchair have to be like, your life's not that bad? Yeah, I have a gay boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> This movie sucks. So the main character, he goes to college. Um, he's he's living his life. He hates it. He has a bunch of like these little like dream sequences yeah, where he finally like states creative, his mind. Got a creative writing class, and they ask like his opinion, and, and he, he wants little, to be like, "You fucking suck, you fucking whore." And with, minus the anger, I agree with his points. Everything in that was pretty contrived and yeah. general. Just pretty much everyone in that creative writing class, whenever they show them, they write the fucking worst thing ever. Like, Which I think was probably the most competently done part of the film. Probably. Like, leg- like legitimately trying to write the like cringiest creative writing things. That was pretty well done because those were very... <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, he... Leaves outside. He's got like a driver who drives a van. Yeah, she's like um, always on her phone, chewing gum. She's really rude to him. Yeah. Uh, he's. We and, see that he's got like a friend that it's clear that he's he romantically has a interested I think, in. I can't even remember her name. Julie, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. But uh, she's sleeping with his like professor. Stephanie. Yeah, she's sleeping with his professor, which really grinds his gears. He doesn't like that. Which. And I'm like, cool, it's not, That's, she, yeah. it's her choice, you exactly. fucking asshole, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, I mean, it. you want to make your feelings clear, state them, and uh, work it out and move on. <laughs> Don't fucking bottle it inside and be like, why doesn't she like me? Why is she sleeping with other guys? Ah! They, just, they just, like, need to make sure that you know, hey, this guy has muscular dystrophy, and he's also an incel. Yeah. <laughs> This movie's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, and his dad movie... died like a year before the movie takes place. Yeah. So his mom's like obsessed and constantly talking to his urn. And also everyone talks down to him in the movie, but in a way that doesn't feel like genuine, like somebody would talk so- down to somebody. Like when people like talk to people with disabilities. It's usually like, it's like oh, here, let me help you. Yeah, it's, but it's like... They don't necessarily... A lot of it is, like, un, like subconscious things. They don't mean to do it. A yeah. lot of people... Some people do because they're assholes. Yeah. A lot of people just don't know how to talk to people with disabilities, so they, they, they fail it. 
because they don't. It's also a dick thing to do, like not educating yourself in ways to like be kind to people with disabilities without making them feel like they're not people. Yeah. This movie, like, makes it seem like everyone who has never seen anyone with a disability. Yeah. And this movie also rushes through itself so hard to get to certain plot points. Like, um, so this this girl quits and Doug shows up, I think because he's, he's either, is he a plot, I don't know if he's applying to teach or work or. Doug. Oh, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Ray William Johnson. Yeah, you don't I, remember. Kevin? No, Kevin's the boy. Um, uh, does it matter? Are we gonna Scott? Call Scott? No, we're gonna call him Ray William Johnson. Yeah. Sorry, Ray. That's. I was talking about that yesterday. Ray William Johnson has a name where it's like I feel so uncomfortable just calling him Ray. <laughs> I have to call him Ray William Johnson. <laughs> I mean, I, I like if I if I was friends with him in real life, I would not be. First of all, um, but pride. I'd, I'd every time I'd see him, I'd be like, "Hey, Ray what if he's just listening to this? What if he like scours YouTube? Oh, what if he like content? feels bad? You know what, Ray? Sorry, I'll be friends with you. Well, you know what, do Ray? You fuck produce, you! I won't be friends. Do you want to produce our next film? I'll be friends with you only if you produce our next film. <laughs> That's yeah. right, Ray. I'm using you. Um. Um, so he shows up, he tries to get a job at the school, I think, and they're like, no. Or he tries to apply to the school. I'm he tries, really he tries to sure apply to the school doing. and the, the dean's like, you want to be a video game designer, huh? He says, how unique or something like that. He's just a dick. It's yeah. just everyone's so like overblown in their dickishness. <laughs> and then he leaves and he's, he's like, like, fuck this. He's like, are you Doug? Do you need a driver? He's like, slow down, Turbo. Because there's, like, that scene where he holds the door open for him before uh, he even realizes. But, yeah, so he basically, like, walks up to him while he's in the middle of chatting with a... Stephanie. Stephanie. Um, and he's like, hey, you need a driver, right? Well, I can start to do this tomorrow. He's like, uh, okay. He's like, okay, I'll call you. So yeah. then Slaps he, him on the he starts the next day. He drives him he's late. one morning. Yeah, he's late. He drives like, him one morning. He's like, sorry, being on con- or being on time is kind of not my thing. Like that, you are you have a job, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go get a job where you don't have a clock in time. Go do that. There are plenty of jobs <laughs> you do on your own time. Exactly. Um, so then he gets a text about something we don't really know. Uh, and then that same day, he's like, hey, I know we just met, but do you want to go to Vegas with me? And the dude's like, uh, I don't know. And Stephanie's like, you should go. And it's like, oh, and wow. I'm talk about like, intense peer pressure. And talk about, like I said, just rushing through scenes. I'm like, what the fuck? Is yeah. And he's why, like, why didn't they have it go for like three days of this yeah, or cause something? Because he, he basically, he's like, yeah, because he he has like a one line remark where he's like, "Yeah, my dad was going to take me to Vegas one time, but he's he like, died. I like oh, just because Ray William Johnson's like, yeah, I'm from Vegas. Like, wow, that's so cool. Just Vegas, cool. Yeah, and then then comes the peer pressure in scene where she's like, oh, I think you should go. I'll go with you guys if you go, which obviously is just incentivizing him further to go and adding to the yeah. peer pressure. And he goes and he asks his mom, and his, and his mom's, mom's like, like, "No, you can't do that." And he's like, "I can do whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a human being, and I'm an adult." So he like pretty much goes without telling her. Yeah. 
And uh, so they start driving to Vegas. Yep. And then a lot of the ensuing movie is just random fucking scenes that have no like lasting impact on the movie or the characters. Yeah, there's like a scene where they like go to breakfast. And, and uh, the waitress, the waitress is like asking Ray William like Johnson what does Doug want, Doug, and he's like, I don't know. You can ask him. And it's just the whole movie. The biggest fault of this movie is they they make Ray William Johnson be like, yeah, he's the they one. Prop him up. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? He's doing. So- he's just being like, he's not a very good person, but he's just being like, he's like a, one. a kind person to a person with a disability. And the movie just wants you to applaud that. I'm like. Or we can just be nice to people with disability. Like, I don't fucking... Yeah, and it's like... I'm not going to applaud someone for not being a dick to someone yeah, with a disability. Pl- plus, he's not even, like... He's a super big dick to him most yeah, of the most movie. most of the time. But then, but then they're like, yeah, but watch this. He told the waitress to take his order. Whoa. But then there's another time where he's like, you're not special for evidence. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, you want to be treated special. Why are you fucking saying this to a guy who's suffered isn't like, what the fuck do you get out of this? Yeah. He's like, you know, I have problems too. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it's like, fuck, Ray. Yeah. So they do that. Um, they insert a line about how, uh, Stephanie's sleeping with her, the professor, obviously, but also that he's like a womanizer and sleeps with a lot of people. And she's like, no, he doesn't do that anymore. Obviously setting up that, yes, he does do that more. Yeah. And then there's like a scene where Ray William Johnson's like, hey, come on, Doug, get out of your show. And he starts weaving on the road and gives him a panic attack and they have to pull. Yeah. Over. He's like smiling at first and then he has a panic attack. I'm like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Ray William Johnson? It's like, it, you want to, it's like, he's like, come on, have fun, man, starts, you know, fucking going off the road. It's like, okay, um, if I was in this situation, someone was driving my van and started doing that, fun would be the last emotion that I would feel at that time. It's fun and emotion. Fun is the last thing I would be feeling at that point. Oh. I'd be like, ah, this is the complete polar opposite of fun. Like, I've done that in my car. <laughs> and, like, I've had people do that in other people's cars. But I'm just like, I don't like that shit. I'm like, ah! I, you know, I don't think it's as bad. It's usually, like, it was really scary because we would be in, like, Hawaii and there's, like, trees everywhere. There's, like, cliffs or, like, yeah. hills. I like, mean, it, they were, at the very desert, least, they were right? in a desert. So if they, like, swerved off, they'd just, like, go into the, the dirt and they'd just be like, okay, get back on. Yeah. But I do agree, and but he has a panic attack, and then they keep going, and you then, theoretically hit a bull. That's true. Um, and then they go to a motel. Yeah, they get to Vegas. They get to a motel, and then uh, holiday hotel. Um, uh, they go to play like blackjack and stuff. And he's like Rain Man in this one particular scene. In this one. Per, he's not even Rain Man. He just no, he's gets just lucky. He just yeah. gets lucky. And he only wins one hand. And then the guy at the table's like, with a face like that, you should be playing poker. And that it that's another instance of rushing it. Because he's like, well, this guy's getting all the good cards. I'm like, you you played one hand. That's not how that works. Yeah, they literally like show like, oh, he wins once. Bets it all. Wins again. Bets it all. Wins again. And then it's like, all right, well, <laughs> But, but the, the the blackjack scene, he only 
does one hand before that guy says it. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. That's not how somebody would say, like, it's the same thing with the, they just rush to parts of the plot that they, they're like, they need to show that people are mean to him. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we get it. People are mean to someone with a disability. We know this. Yeah. Write this movie better. Uh, um, and then they go to the bar. No, they go back to the hotel for a second. Stephanie. Uh, They're going to meet up with Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, he fucking... Uh, Ray William Johnson gets a text... Or he texts the person, he's like, hey, I'm here. And they're like, I told you not to come. That's before they go to play uh, poker. It's like when they first get to the hotel. Oh, I thought they went and then they came back. And then he came out and he's like, I need a drink. Let's go. Oh, yeah, maybe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this movie's bad. Um, but then they go to get they go to a bar and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Woo. And then uh, uh, um, Ray and Stephanie start... Making out, yeah, they start like grinding like they start each other on the dance and floor, like, and Mr. Doug's like, "Fuck you!" And he wheels and himself. No one out. knows how to like take a visual cue. And I, here is my opinion on this. I think that ultimately Doug is in the wrong for like you know having those expectations for and that being kind of, so possessive of someone that so he wants possessive. to be friends with. That he is not told that he's like sexually interested in. Yes, but uh. But he also, makes it very visually clear. It's like, oh, you know, every time they fucking interact with each other, he goes and mopes. And then yeah. he's super mean. And it's like, you think you do the, like, mental math and at least, for the trip, at least be like, all right, maybe we won't <laughs> For the trip that's your job that you're, like, doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but then they, they get drunk and then they show back up at the hotel and Ray William Johnson has hired a prostitute, like an escort. Yeah, I didn't like this scene. This it's, scene made me it's, super It's really creepy, and then it's really, like... It's also just really demeaning to Doug. Yeah. Like, the way she talks to him is really... Like, at least your penis works. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, a lot of it was just really fucking rude. Yeah. And he's, you know, saying pathetic shit like this. And he's also obviously super uncomfortable and doesn't want it at first. I'm like, that's fucking... Yeah, and even Stephanie's like, hey, he doesn't want this. And then Ray's like, shut up and we'll go fuck in the next room. They just kiss and then fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, what the... And then Doug does have, like, sex with her. And I'm just like, what the fuck was the point? There was no point in that scene. And it's like, if anything, that should have, like, serviced, like, the fact that it's like, all right, now you don't have the right to be... I mean, you didn't have the right in the first place, but now you extra don't have the right to be mad at, like, Stephanie. <laughs> because you're like, oh, man, I'm getting, I'm angry. She's sleeping with other guys. So I'm going to sleep with this other chick. It's like, ugh. Ugh. But, yeah, so uh, next morning they're eating breakfast, and she's, like, eating eggs, and it's too much for him. He's like, ah. This is too much. She's making sex noises while eating eggs. I have to leave. So he just fucks off. And then they're like, hey, what? what's your problem? And then him and Ray get into like a huge fucking fight. Because uh, Doug is, I guess, c- cooked up this theory. He's like, who is this guy? He's not real. 
Which yeah, who is Ken? Your friend's not even real. You can't. Well, first we've been here wait, for he, one day, and I haven't seen any of Kevin in this big city of well, Las he, Vegas. He goes to he goes to play blackjack first, like right. He goes out. He, to yeah, the, he goes and like, like they have a little like they have a little fight, oh, yeah. but nothing too bad. He goes out. He gets really drunk, and, and Stephanie loses, finds him. Yeah, and then he loses all his money, and then they go back home and they fight. Then Stephanie like comes out like immediately after, and she's like, "What the fuck happened?" He's like, "You fucking." Home. Yeah. I mean, he has fucking, a Ray William Johnson <laughs> drives off with his van. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has a panic attack and they go to the hospital because he has pneumonia. Because it's very easy for people with muscular dystrophy to get pneumonia. Yep. So, uh. And then they. She, she like she's, mom. She calls his mom. She's on her way, obviously. Yeah. And then she walks outside and she sees the van. She's like, what? And so then she, she starts Kevin. looking for Ray or William Johnson. Kevin. Yeah. And this is the stupidest fucking scene because she's about to go talk to a nurse and the nurse is like and then walks away and Ray William Johnson is in the room right behind her yeah like, just uh, like dear and he's, and he's with a guy and he's like oh I, and it's like oh he's his boyfriend and I'm like yeah that was obvious yeah because the whole movie he's texting this person in his phone who is just K there's no like picture and they like who show who does that who put someone's initial? Uh, someone who wants to hide the plot twist that he's gay until this certain climactic point in the movie. Um, I don't know. He had sex with a woman. Bi- bisexual. Yeah. I just say gay is like yeah. an all-encompassing. Yeah, for the... But, for the but to be technical, bisexual. Yeah. Or maybe gay and just extremely just... Sad. Sad and confused. But, maybe. Yeah, and then... He's like with his his boyfriend who like didn't want his family to know that he was gay, so that's why Ray William Johnson wasn't there. Um, but he came anyway, and then they go back to fucking Doug, and then Doug starts to like he's better, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna drive home. And they're like, hey, where's where's Ray William Johnson? Like he left, his friend died. He's like, oh no. So they go and they just drive and, and they find Ray him. William Johnson is just out in the middle of the desert at a sign sitting in front of it. I'm like, how'd he get there? Did he walk just out into the middle of, like, why is he at this sign? How did they find him? Probably because they didn't have enough money to shoot on location at Vegas again, so they're like, we're just gonna do this uh, out in the desert. Um, and then they have another confrontation where Ray William Johnson's like, I'm not a good person! I'm an asshole! Stay I used you! Stay, I used you! Stay away from people like me! And then he walks out of the street, gets hit by a car, Yep. And, uh, <laughs> dies. And then we get... Dies. This. And I'm like, they're not gonna actually kill Ray William Johnson. I thought he was gonna, like, be in the hospital and be fine at the end. But I know. they. And I'm like, at least they stuck to their guns and actually killed them all. It made no sense for the plot. No. Like, it had no lasting impact. None of this movie has any impact and, on itself. And he's like... And then he gives his little, because he gets this assignment before he goes off to Vegas that's like, right about changing some, experience. some troubles you've experienced in your life and how they've changed you. And he basically gives this big speech where he's like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I have a muscular dis- dystrophy. Dystrophy. And, uh, you know, I've, you know, it's forced me to keep myself in my shell and, you know, basically hedgehogs dilemma everyone, but. Fuck this world. Fuck this body and fuck all of you, pretty much. Uh, more than my physical body, I am spiritual. 
But he's like, my best friend, referring to Ray William Johnson. And it's like... <laughs> you knew him for like four days. You knew him for like three days and he was a dick to you the most of the time. <laughs> then he yelled at you and got hit by a car. <laughs> my best friend. If anything, your best friend he? should be your... Yeah, I'm just like... like and that, anything, that makes him even more of an incel. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you just view her as a sex object, you fucking asshole. But, um... Yeah, so... Yeah, he's like, yeah, my best friend. And then he, like, goes and dumps his ashes with his mom. And then falls on them. Yeah, the big Lebowski bit. That's happened to me. Has it? Yeah, Pierre's dad died. Oh. Um, And we went to spread his ashes at the beach. And we we did that. And me and Pierre were both wearing shorts and it got on our legs. Ah. So I like to imagine that there's a little piece of Pierre's dad still with me. That's why I'm an asshole. Got him. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that because Pierre listens and I don't yeah. know his dad. Pierre loves his dad. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Hi, Pierre. Hello, Pierre. Um, Pierre, remember when your dad got on our legs? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There, there's also, I, I mentioned it. There's a lot of music in the movie yeah, that makes a lot of death no for a cutie. sense for any of the scenes, and there's a lot of like montage moments of them just like driving, and then the oh, song yeah. no, plays. It's it's that it whole director's so, like indie music playlist as the soundtrack. But it like happens so frequently, and like with and none of the scenes are visually interesting. So it's just like listen to this song. Oh man, you're gonna fucking hate when I pick Brown Bunny. Oh, it's just, it's just so... Because that movie is, like, mostly that. It's just, it's just so, like, the music, like, that, the songs weren't necessarily bad, like, I don't think most of the songs were bad, but they were just, they didn't really fit with the tone of the movie. The movie was also super tonally inconsistent, and it's just, like, like, I don't think the movie, I think it had merit, I think that R.J. Mitty was pretty good in the role. Um, I also yeah. appreciate them getting someone with a disability to play the main character. Yeah. Even if he doesn't have muscular dystrophy, it's at least a step in the right direction because it's hard for people with disabilities to get roles. So yeah. When you use, when you like in the untouchables or fundamentals of caring or uh, the upside, these are all able-bodied people who have these roles and it's just like taking one of the few roles that somebody with these conditions could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I at least appreciate that. And I thought he was pretty good, at least comparatively to like the script he was working with. Yeah. Like the script was awful. I also don't think that Ray William Johnson was as bad as I thought he was going to be. He wasn't good, but like, it was really hard for me to separate him from the character, especially since the character I felt like was just just him. So just I him, didn't, just I him. didn't, I didn't so. separate him. I'm just like I didn't know Ray William Johnson was. Yeah, I'm gay. like, oh, this character, eleven years before this movie, maybe like circa eleven years before this movie, was uh, part of your favorite Martian and had that other music project where he's like doing your mom, doing your mom, do 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 doing your mom. Uh, but and I thought like the. The ending, like right before he gets hit by a car, are you? No. Uh, 
I thought you were doing that. <laughs> I'm just like, are you really doing that? On uh, I thought that, like, right before he got hit by the car, the little speech he made was pretty badly written. But I like was like, at the very least, I'm like, I I I might like this if it was written better. Like, he, I feel like it has the best Alpha acting out of his like stuff. A decent idea. Mm-hmm. Or? Okay, I see what you mean. I just, like, there are moments where I'm like, this performance by Ray William Johnson would be okay in this scene if the writing was better. Maybe he just needs to be taken in by, like, a fucking top-tier director. Um, he, he was not a movie, uh, he was in Ben is Back with Lucas Hedges from, I think, last year. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. But I've heard that one's pretty decent. And I, I think he has a small role in that, so maybe he's good in that. Maybe. Uh, yeah, but uh, what'd you get this movie? I gave it a two. See, I'm I'm sitting between a two and a one because I think the my thing is if a movie has good production value, I typically give it a two because my my like thing for ones is like they have to be bad all around, like bad writing, bad acting, bad like lighting, bad camera work, the whole nine yards. But uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll go as far as to give this a two. Well, and I also just, like, like I said, the first, like, 15 minutes didn't bother me as much. Like, I, I I have a bad habit of, like, rating something really, really bad if I hated, like, the endings and stuff. But I have to look at it at the point, like, okay, the first, like, 15, 20 minutes didn't bother me that much. And, like, there were parts that I didn't mind. So I'm like, I can't give it a one because I thought RJ Mitty was, like, pretty decent at least. And... I also kind of like the first scene where he has his dream sequence where he, like, just fucking, like, swears out that lady. Uh, I, I, like, I, I, I like the essence of this scene. I can't cite specifically off the, t- like, top of my head, but I know I've seen shit like that, like, mm. in various, like, sitcoms or various... So like, you're giving movies. it a two as well? Yeah, I'll, I'll give right, it a two. So a two. Two for us. Um... I was really worried when you got here and you're like, oh, what a week, because I felt like you didn't like the killer. And I'm like... <laughs> no, I, I, I thought the killer was pretty enjoyable. <laughs> I thought you were trying to like say, like, oh, these were No, I, I, I was trying to build it up like I liked this movie. <laughs> but... I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we had a discussion before the podcast. I'm like, I really fucking hope you didn't like this movie, because I have to look <laughs> at you in a different light. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah. This is probably like the... the Fourth or fifth worst movie I've seen on the podcast. It's the last of the living. Yeah, I'd, I've got like this bar, bottom bar. This is like one notch above. Last of the living and... Uh, splatter? I, the bottom bar is splatter, last of the living and... Uh, what, ghost mates? Ghost mates. And then this is like the notch ahead. Yeah, I would up. probably say... I, have we given anything else? Ones or twos? Maybe... Uh, I'd have to, like, look. I know we gave, like, Runaway, I think... Did we both give that threes? Or did you give it a four, maybe? I think I might have given it, like, a four. I thought it was more of a middling movie than a bad movie. I need to... I'm I'm gonna make a list of, like, so I can remember all our ratings, like... Because I can check my ratings, but obviously I want to know I made that letterbox for us. Yeah, we made... And then never... I also made that Twitter for us. Nice. Need to do some social media... 
branding out there. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, so um, yeah, that movie's not good. If you want to watch a movie that's good, The Untouchables I wasn't as big of a fan as most people are, but it's good. And uh, The Fundamentals of Caring is also really good. I, I really enjoy that one. I haven't seen it in a, in a while, but I remember really liking it. Um, it's got Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's great. Wrong. And Craig Roberts is really good in that as well. And Selena Gomez is also really good in that. Oh. Um, but yeah, don't watch this movie. Like, watch The Killer. The Killer's fun. Watch John Woo. Yeah. Woo! I, I think The Killer has, like, a full upload on YouTube. It might. I don't know if it has subtitles. I didn't watch it there. Uh, but um, I looked it up. So next week will be, I believe, the first week of March for when it comes out, at least. Director, uh, deep so dive. director, deep dive. Today is my pick. Yep. So we will be watching a South Korean director by the name of Lee Chang Dong. I believe is how you pronounce it. If I'm wrong, if it's Lee Chong Dong, that doesn't sound right. That sounds like I'm being racist. I'm pretty sure it's Lee Chang Dong. Um, he's best known for like Burning from 2018 and Secret Sunshine is um, another one of the Secret Sunshine. Ones. Poetry is probably his second most known film. Hmm. Um, but we're just gonna be. He's directed six movies. So we're just going to do them all. So that's going to be Burning from 2018, which is available to watch on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Poetry from 2010, which is available to watch on Canopy and Tubi TV. Uh, Secret Sunshine from 2007 with Song Kang-ho in it. Uh, that's available on Prime Video or Criterion. Oasis from 2002. Which may be his first movie? No, uh, Greenfish was his first movie. Then Peppermint Candy, then Oasis. Oasis is available on Canopy or Tubi. Uh, Peppermint Candy from 99. Green Greenfish, does that have uh, Song Kang Ho in it? That also has Song Kang Ho. I've seen the first half of that movie. That's that movie I started that one time. But oh, I thought finished. that was the, the pig that fell into the well. Never mind, that's the movie yeah. that I'm thinking of. Greenfish was one that I had downloaded around the same oh, time. Okay. So. Um. Peppermint Candy is available to watch on Prime Video, and Greenfish is available somewhere. Nothing available streaming, so just find it. I'll try it. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. People have seen it. <laughs> Maybe DVD? Maybe DVD. Maybe DVD. And that came out the year we were born. Whoa. Yep, song. Maybe VHS. Yeah, so it should be a pretty great week. I'm, I'm expecting to, like... Probably really like all of these. Um, here's hoping. Um, they're all. I'm guessing they're all probably going to be like upside of two hours. Uh, let's see. Burning two and a half. Poetry two and a half. Secret Sunshine two and a half. <laughs> Oasis two hours ten minutes. Oh. Peppermint Candy two hours ten minutes. Greenfish one hour fifty minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can do it. I'll just probably watch. I'll just have to watch them the last three days of the week instead of the last two. <laughs> instead of the last one. <laughs> well, I usually whenever, just watch them Saturdays now to keep them fresh in my head. I work Saturdays, so I usually... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Ah! So whenever we do the director deep dives, I'll usually do uh, two days before I'll start watching them, but I'll probably mm. do... I, I might watch uh, one of them tonight if I... Uh, this, the, honestly, the the next director deep dive might be our longest video yet. I'm guessing because like the Agnes Varda one, like two of the movies, like documentaries are kind of hard to yeah. talk about a lot. And then two of them are small, like, and then 
I'm guessing this will probably be the longest one, or yeah. close to it. Yeah, unless, like, one of the movies is extremely low on plot or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's Song Kang-ho dancing for two hours. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd also watch that. <laughs> if Song Kang-ho is doing anything for any duration of time on camera, I will watch it. Also, it's probably not going to be for another 18 episodes, but I'm thinking episode 50, we're going to do the, what we did for episode one again. Our are we top gonna, 15 films each. Are we going to keep it at 15 or are we going to bump it up? I don't know. I just know that my top 15 has changed. Like, my, mine has drastically. I actually uh, made like a private letterbox list where I've just been like any movie where I'm like, yeah, I'd, I like this. I'd want to consider it one of my favorites. I've been like throwing in there. So whenever I think of them, so I've been well, planning. I don't know. We might bump it up, but we, we should do that. Maybe we can uh, each do 25 and do a for the 50th top 50. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So uh, assuming that we don't have any. Uh, well, it'll still be top 50. We'll just have some. Yeah. Crossover. Because technically last time it was top 29. Yeah. Because we, we both had Phantom, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so get ready for that in 18 episodes, so like four months or five months. Yeah, we'll, we'll have quite a few deep dives before we get to that point, yeah. but that's coming. But yeah, and I, I honestly, my list will look almost nothing like it did, I'm guessing, originally. Yeah. Like, there are so many movies we've watched on the podcast or since we've started that I've been like, I'm, I'm, this is my jam. I'm going to say this right now. I'm probably going to make it my goal to not include any of the movies that were on the list last time. So it'll be okay. an extension of my favorite movies. Because I think we did, at least I did it in no particular order last time. I was just like, these are some of my um, favorite movies. I think mine were I put, pretty I, much... I put some I of think, like my I think like my top favorites yeah. were like, like pretty there, but... I, I, know I, I, I think that like two of the movies will be on. Like I'll, I'll probably have a few that are still on there. Okay. Because I, I want to see... like how they've changed, but... I, I think we'll definitely have a little bit of crossover, because I know one of the movies is going on... I know a couple of the movies that are going on my list would probably go on your list, seeing how they're on your fucking letterbox banner right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, a specific other one by... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't doubt. <laughs> All right, so thanks everybody Fuck, I'm gonna for watching. I'm going to have to watch, like... The entire filmography of both of them before I can feel confident in doing. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm gonna have to watch every Ingmar Bergman and oh. Agnes Varda and Kurosawa and Jesus. At least we're watching all of a leech. Yeah, and that's this. that's what I feel so nice about because when I I want to always finish like filmographies because it just feels. Yeah, nice. I always try to like. But so that's why that's why when I saw there was only six, I'm like Thomas, we got to watch just all six for the podcast. Yeah, especially since we typically do five. Yeah, point, so and like Agnes Warder, we did six. Just two of them were short films. Yeah. And Ingmar Bergman, we did what five or we did four, but two of them were five hours. So. Yes. So practically six. Yeah, I think Kurosawa was the first one where we were just like five. And I think for the most part, assuming that, you know, there's not like one additional movie or something like that, it'll probably stay five. Yeah, it'll probably stay. Yeah, like I was thinking five. Five seems like a pretty good number. Um, You can pick out a good like beginning, middle and end of people's careers out of that. Yeah. With room for, like, extra just in case they're like, oh, this one's really popular, but doesn't really signify anything significant in yeah. their uh, film career. Yeah, so 
have fun watching those movies. I'm very excited. I've been, I was, I, I'm surprised I never watched Burning before because I was really excited to watch it and then I just didn't. Yeah, I do that with like, Especially because I watched Secret Sunshine because Burning was about to come out on Netflix. So I'm like, oh, let's watch Secret Sunshine, see how it is. And I loved it. And then I just didn't watch any of his other movies. No, I, I do that with like, if anytime I watch a movie that I really like and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch more of this director's work, I never do it. Literally, like, Ingmar so, Bergman, we did that, what, three or four Every director ago. deep dive we've done. And I'm just like, I keep fucking, Autumn Sonata, I keep loading it up. Like, uh, okay, I'm going to watch this. This isn't too, like, long and it looks really good and I Liv Ullman's in it. Yeah. And then I just don't watch it. I'm like, God damn it, London. Stop watching shitty movies and watch another Bergman. You go and watch Birds of Prey six times, but you haven't watched I've watched it three times. You've watched it three times now, but how <laughs> many times will you have watched it before you watch Autumn Sonata? Uh, I don't know. No, I'll probably watch Autumn Sonata soon. Now that we're talking about it, you're like, ah, shit. I'm like, I have to. I'm calling myself out. Oh, he'll listen to the podcast, like, next week when I'm editing it right before it goes out. God damn it, I didn't watch it. Oh, fuck, I accidentally watched Birds of Prey three more times. (laughs) Fuck, Thomas was right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week. Yeah, tell your grandma. But don't tell your fucking grandpa. This is a secret show. This is this is her thing. We don't need those men. Yeah. <laughs> Only old women watch this. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>